celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Good afternoon or morning. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls right now. A major show for you today. We have Sheena Easton on the season of stars. She loves her cats. She lets them pee all over the house, I understand. (laughs) Who doesn't let their cats? I think it kind of happens and it's just, you don't really want it or let it happen. (laughs) She rips up carpet and tries to accommodate them. She does accommodate them. Yes. So she doesn't encourage it. No, of course not. No one encourages cats to pee in their house, but some are more lenient than others, and uh, we don't tolerate it here at the old Animal Radio Studios. But they still do it. They still do it anyway, because <laughs> they're the boss, right? <laughs> they run things. Uh, but uh, Cena Easton will be joining us in just a few minutes on the season of Stars. With Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. What are you working on today? Okay, I'm going to ask you this question, and I want you to be very honest with yourself. Okay. Uh-huh. You don't have to answer it out loud, although it might be good for Radio Hal if you did. Okay. But, um, or, you know, anybody, Vlade, anybody, just uh, think about this. What is it? Um, when you're in a pool, do you relieve yourself? Now, when you're three, oh. we understand it, but as an adult <laughs> and a, a larger person, um, you know, in the ocean maybe, how about a lake? Well, if you do think about this, you could be killing fish or marine life. I'll tell you about that. Coming up, see if you can live with yourself on Animal Radio News. <laughs> I don't do it. Do you, Hal? No, of course not. I never do that. Yeah, right. Look I, me in the eye and say that. Well, it's, it is the shower, right? I mean, and I would never in the pool, and I would never in a lake, and I would never in the ocean. Okay. <laughs> but the shower's okay. Oh, shower, God. TMI. I'm glad it's not my shower. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I don't use the same one either, so. I, I never pee in anyone else's shower, so I'll tell you that right now. Uh, boy, we're starting off pretty weak. <laughs> do we have any giveaways? Coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about Dr. Phil, who has been sued because of an alleged dog attack. And get Uh this, it was one of his friends, one of his good friends, came over to his house, got bit, and now she's suing him. Because he has money. You think that's what it's all about? I think so. And get the, I mean, this whole dog bite and whole dog attack thing is happening more than ever now summer. In Houston, there's a neighborhood that there's been so many dog bites that the U.S. Postal Service took the rare step of suspending mail service in that neighborhood. The whole neighborhood? Now, you got to look at see what's going on there, because there's got to be something about securing the yard. Is it a matter of that they have breeds that are running at large? I mean, you know, it would really be a very interesting study to figure that out. Ah, 25 different have. breeds, 25 different breeds. Yeah, but are these dogs that are that are strays loose or are these? No, they actually uh, stay close to the property, according to, to many of the owners there. And we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you seem very upset about this, Dr. Debbie. I do. I get very concerned. Because dog bites are, you know, they do occur, but it shouldn't happen when humans do smart things and prevent them. Well, and don't you think we're getting just a little bit phobic about dog bites? It's pretty much the only thing we focus on anymore about dogs. I know bad things happen, but I actually was told for every one bad thing like a dog bite that a dog does, there are tens of thousands of good things. 
Yeah, I prefer to focus on the good things, and yeah, the bad things are bad, but yeah, let's well, counterbalance but, but that. You know how funny it is? It's only the bad things that make the news. Right there in Las Vegas, there were some, uh, some big bites recently, wasn't there? Well, yeah, we actually had a fatal infant attack that was killed by the family dog on its first birthday, mm. and it, it was very tragic. A, a mastiff cross um, actually mauled the child. Uh, never had it's reportedly shown uh, any signs of aggression in the past, um, but yeah, when you highlight of that hear that kind of thing you know the thing to know is that we hear a lot about dog bites because it, it catches our ears but there's about five million dog bites that are reported every year in the u.s and of those last year only 31 were fatal <laughs> so we know bites happen and fortunately they're not very drastic or fatal in most cases but you know it just takes knowing how to read dog language and also being responsible and just like with the male thing you know, what's going on what do we need these families in that area to really look at to correct that situation for the male patrolman as well. Okay, we're going to investigate this a little further in today's show. We'll figure out why the U.S. Postal Service through sleet, through snow, through rain except dog bites. Will they deliver your mail in Houston? Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard, and Dr. Debbie all here at your beck and call. Today, Sheena Easton joins us for the season of stars. Wow, the list of Season of Stars. Can I just run down the list? Do we have enough time to run down the list? It's going to take a while, but go okay. ahead. Betty White has joined us. Billy Dean, Margaret Cho, Elaine Boozler, Kat Cora, Ed Begley Jr., Gary Berghoff, Davy Jones, Eddie Money, Dr. Joyce Brothers, Carrie Anna Naba, Prince Lorenzo Berghese from the Marshall Tucker Band, Doug Gray, Corey Joyce, Christian Chenoweth, the Bellamy Brothers, Dave and Howard, uh, Victoria Jackson, Frankie Avalon, and today... Sheena Easton. That's a wow. That was a mouthful. Quite a season. Did you breathe during that? Yeah. Not, not, a, not in the slightest. There, all these people. The one common thing is they just love their animals. And uh, Sheena Easton really she makes accommodations for her kitties who seem to have a small peeing problem. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Also on today's show, what's up with Doctor Phil? He's getting uh, sued for a dog attack. And then in Houston, listen up. You know, we've been hearing about dog bites a lot recently. In fact, about 5 million dog bites occur in the U.S. every year. Almost a million of those require medical attention. And that's over a dozen times a day these dog bites are happening. The U.S. insurance industry pays out a billion, with a B, a billion each year on dog bite claims. Half of the dog attacks occur among children that are younger than 10, and some local governments, as you probably already know, have gone about making breed bans. Like Denver, you can't have a pit bull, which mm-hmm. is crazy because there's like 25 different breeds that are usually involved in these attacks. Yeah, it's not just one. And, of course, the old story involving the dog attacking the mailman, that's exactly what's happened lately in one Houston neighborhood. Apparently, a dog has reportedly attacked three different postal carriers over the last two years. And after the most recent attack last month, the U.S. Postal Service took the rare step of suspending mail service in that neighborhood. Wow. Due to one dog? One dog. One dog that apparently disliked three different Mailman. You know, your neighbors wood. are going to be, your neighbors will be mad at you over that one. Too. Yeah, yeah, not getting that special delivery because of uh, yeah. your dog. You know, homeowners insurance or renters insurance usually covers dog bites, 
And you should check your policy to make sure that yours does. In most cases, an insurance adjuster will offer a victim who has no legal representation only 20% of what would be offered if that victim had a lawyer. So that's a whole new industry. Yes. It is. And, you know, I actually, I've encountered a, a lawyer here in our town that actually specializes in dog bite law. So it is actually becoming such a huge, yeah. huge drain Jeez. on the healthcare system. And, you know, the thing we have to talk about also is that when we're talking about dog bites, the ones that get everyone excited, we hear about on the news are the large and the powerful breeds. These are the ones that can cause the most damage and the greatest risk to injury. When you get bit by your little chihuahua or your little Maltese, you're not going to report that bite, and it's not going to send you to the hospital in most cases. So these are we get a disproportionate amount of large breed uh, reports to the little ones. Because I'll tell you, I sometimes fear a herd of chihuahuas, man. They'll take you down. <laughs> they we don't be downright fierce. <laughs> it's it's a well known fact that dachshunds are one of the biggest biters. And no one thinks about that. But they don't make the news because they don't inflict the damage. Yes. So you got to look at that when you talk about, you know, breed bands. You know, let's be fair and talk about being honest about have you been bitten by your five-pound dog. We're going to head back to the phones here in just a second. Uh, Stacy, what are you working on? There's nothing like a horrible breakup. I mean, uh, you know, when you're fighting over custody of your kids or some prized possession that you have in your house, and what could be worse if you're fighting over your dog? Hmm. One guy is willing to spend $60,000 in legal bills to try and get his buddy back. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. And also today we'll figure out why do dogs circle, eat grass, and chase cars? There's a tell-all book written by 11 dogs. Finally. <laughs> and we have Jeanette. Is it Jeanette? Hi, Jeanette. Yes. How's your toy poodle? Um, she's fine. What's going on with her? What's her name? Uh, Sophie. How's Sophie today? Yes. Uh, well, I just got home, and she's been uh, not caged, but uh, put in the kitchen while I was gone for a couple of hours. Uh-huh. But she's happy to see mm-hmm. me. Good. But um, and she's a good little dog. She's very loving, very affectionate. She's uh, uh, she listens to commands and everything, and she's two years old. But we have a couple little problems with her. Uh, one of them, she rolls a ball around the house all the time. And when she gets it in a place where it's hard for her to get out, she gets very frustrated and starts pulling on the carpet and pulling. She, did you say she rolls all over the house? Rolls a ball around. She the rolls house. the ball. Oh, rolls the ball around the house with her nose. <laughs> okay, all right. And I'm just does, envisioning I mean, her rolling an hour. You know, she'll go for an hour with that thing all over the place. Okay, that's, that's her fun time, I guess. But when she gets it stuck in a place that. Uh, we have to tell her to back it up. So if she has trouble backing it up, she'll grab a piece of the rug and pull on it. So oh, dear. I wonder if there's okay. any way I can break her from that. Well, um, in this behavior is only occurring when she's playing her ball regimen? Yes. Okay, well, I guess the simplest thing that I'm going to say is that we, we need to control that ball-playing activity um, because especially if it's something she does almost to an obsessive level, um, there's a bit of anxiety. It's fun, but it can be a bit of an anxiety uh, driving experience so that she may not uh, do her normal things. Her behaviors may be inappropriate at that time, and digging or you know tearing up the carpet um, is just 
a factor of her anxiety with wanting to get to that ball. Mm-hmm. So either we, A, control the timing and the area that she has while she's playing ball, um, or we deal with some chewed-up carpet and torn-up carpet, because yeah. um, there's not going to be an easy way as long as we allow her to play her game on her time without direct supervision. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other ways we can make this game um, maybe a little bit more of an outlet for her. So if we can take the ball outside, throw it, have her does she do retrieving activities or is it just where she pushes it uh, she pushes it and i play soccer with her you know we'll okay. have this all back and forth okay because if we can have a little bit more control over that playtime, where she can find the ball retrieve it you know or you can play back and forth with her that is going to decrease some of her anxiety if it gets out of her reach mm-hmm. and then she's forced to start to do some of these behaviors that are a little bit more on the obsessive line mm-hmm. so that that's probably going to be the easiest thing the other thing that i would make sure we do is that we give her some other physical outlet um besides the ball um because it really can become truly a, a problem uh, fun toy and, and I have a couple dogs that come here in my office and if we pull out a ball it, it's like they're in the zone and nothing else in this world matters and they're just totally focused on that well, and that can really is. become I'm sorry that's where she is if I pick up her ball to take it outside she actually barks and whines she wants me to put that ball back down yeah, yeah, she wants it. So I would say we need to also find some other outlets for physical activity for her. You know, and she may not love it like she loves the ball, but what it will do is it will help to expend some of that energy, especially that nervous energy that we're building up as we're playing ball. So we take her out. We go out running. We go out for walks. Um, you know, whatever it is that we can do for her that doesn't directly draw on that, that kind of the uh, obsessive uh, behavior with her ball and uh, do that in addition to her playtime with the ball. And, and see if we can kind of wear her down a little bit and then just make sure you control the game. Um, that's that's truly the best that I can say as far as other than recarpeting your house that we're going oh, to be able to control that. She pulls that. out just one little, one little strand of carpet, not like a big hole or anything, just one little tuft. Yeah, that'd be more if she was a Rottweiler, I suppose. <laughs> you know, the <laughs> mini poodles. Well, uh, you know, they're... Yeah. Well, oh, she's, well, she's a good dog, though. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your call. We appreciate you calling, and good luck with that. Hopefully uh, she can still enjoy her ball game and uh, leave the carpet at bay there. (laughs) This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call. We're waiting at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vetricin, a one-step wound and infection spray that works naturally with your animal's immune system to aid in the healing process. Vetricin reduces recovery time by up to 60% on hot spots, cuts, scratches, and even rashes. Vetricin is non-toxic and will not sting and is safe for puppies and kittens. This safe, easy-to-apply product makes caring for your pet's wounds or infections easy. For more information, go to Vetricin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. Kempton Hotels, the very first hotel company to welcome pets, goes beyond just allowing them to stay. Their Kempton Pets program includes pet-friendly perks like plush beds, bowls, treats, with services such as dog walking and pet sitting. Kempton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, or other major U.S. cities, stay at Kempton Hotels. Find us on Facebook or KemptonHotels.com. 
Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. You love your pets, but should anything ever happen to your furry friend, could you really afford it? With pet insurance from ProtectYourBubble.com, you can get up to 90% reimbursement for covered charges. Use any licensed vet and cancel at any time. Let us help you care for your pet with pet insurance that covers accidents and illnesses. Visit ProtectYourBubble.com for a quick quote or call us at 855-792-7387. That's 855-792-7387. Underwritten by United States Fire Insurance Company. Coverage may vary by state. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Protect Your Bubble. Funny name, great insurance. They'll help you with those large vet bills. It's great coverage for less than a dollar a day. In fact, I got Boog, the studio stunt cat. Covered for $28 a month. Isn't your animal worth it? Something catastrophic happened to them, you'd be covered. Head on over to protectyourbubble.com. Check it out. Find out what they have to offer. Stacy, what are you working on? You know, you can get some really great deals at Walmart and some things you may not, you know, you may not find other places. Like a rattlesnake? I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Toll free to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions or dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your most vexing dog issues. He can fix them. He's usually the, the last person people go to because they go to the, the to the trainer first or to their local people, and, and then they have trouble because they can't fix the darn dog, and then they end up calling Vlade. Why don't they just make him the first Make thing? him the first person you call. That's right. When the Vlade talks, everyone is listening, and today, as every Saturday and Sunday and uh, through the weekend, Vlade is taking your questions and giving you answers for straightforward cut to the meat. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Oh, I have a dachshund. She's five years old. And my surprised. husband and I work. And my kids are all, hi, how are you? Hi, how are and you? Dachshunds are nuts. The nuts? Yeah, their favorite thing is if somebody knocks the door, da, 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 da. if they hear something or someone passing your door uh, or your fence line, da, 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 da. they can Very snap, domineering, really. yeah. But my question is, since we had her as a puppy, I put a piddle pad down for her to go because we were always, I didn't crate her from the beginning. So we were gone maybe sometimes eight, ten hours a day. And she got used to going on the pad, but now she's five years old, and I leave it down. She takes a walk after she eats, she pees, she poops, and then she comes into the house and she'll poop all over my house. Okay, where the potty pads are located? Out, outdoors? Uh, no, I had them indoors. In my okay, ki- so I'm I had not... it in my kitchen. So a little bit I didn't understand. So so they are peeing in the uh, potty pads and after peeing somewhere else too, or how it goes? No, she'll, she'll pee on the pad if she's stuck in the house for too long. But she'll poop on my floor or my rug. Okay, okay. So she refused to poop 
on the on the pee pads, but she's peeing right. on the pee pads. That's what they're asking me about. Exactly. Okay, here. Okay, so okay, but uh, but of course, uh, Ronnie, please let's fix your barking too, because you believe it or not, uh, barking is affecting a lot of behaviors, including uh, peeing and pooping. You believe it or not, because the dog is out of control when the dog barks. The dog thinks he is in charge of whole house, and if you are in charge, I gotta pee and poo whatever I want to, you know. So, but let me first address uh, because you 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 are looking for that aspirin for your headache, and here is what I would do if I were you. Uh, for the next few weeks, what I would do, I would get a pen, a very inexpensive one from the local pet store, and I would uh, build maybe uh, a little bit uh, play area around that pee pads. If you need okay. to move pee pads somewhere, I would move it, but I want to make sure I would have uh, maybe empty, maybe play pen would be two, three times, no more than that, uh, bigger than a pee pads area. And this is would be my starting point. I want to make sure I put I, I would put in this uh, uh, play pa- uh, play pan. I will put um, toys, uh, balls for water and for food. But I'm not going to leave the food for free. I will, of course I'm going to give feed her uh, two times per day. But this is the area what I will I will start. Uh, meanwhile, I will clean whole my house. Uh, the uh, places where she put be- pooped uh, before uh, with, with a special product uh, from the pet store, so you could uh, enzyme base, so you could uh, take that scent away. And okay. after that, I would gradually increase uh, the pan. I mean, uh, there is a pan which you can get in the pet store, very inexpensive. There are kind of, kind of folding. One. Folding one, you can start from the little one and, f- and increase, increase, increase. And after I would right. start to gate. So let's say if it was in the living room, so in the two, three weeks, I would take that p- uh, play pan away and just and just would gate uh, the entrance from that uh, living room, so the dog would would not be able to go anywhere else. And okay. as I work on the, those issues, I will do the training because, you know, Ronnie, you believe it or not, if the dog is trained properly, he also behaves properly, I would put the collar on leash and I would walk your dog through the house, especially in the area where he pee and pooed before, and I would go to another, uh, in other rooms as well. Otherwise, he will in the future decide to go in another rooms and pee and poop right. there because he believes it's not his. So that's what my three-step approach will be. But, you know, I want to stop your dog from barking. It's easy things to do. Just a Google product by name, Pet Convincer. Pet Convincer. Emitting, pet Convincer? Uh, convincer, yes. Pet Convincer. Okay. It is emitting uh, air and uh, sound. You, you didn't see that on TV. You can't get anywhere else. It's a very unique device. One convincing air blast. Bad behaviors in the past. Your dog may be not bad. You just need that. When the bloody talks, everyone is listening. <laughs> this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. If you're traveling to Vero Beach, Florida, take your pet along and stay at the Vero Beach Resort and Spa. Not only will you be greeted by a four-legged director of pet relations, Oliver, but you'll enjoy your stay with zero fees and no no size or weight limits. You can find out more about Kimpton Hotel's hospitality program by calling one eight 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 Kimpton K I M P T O N. A lot of us traveling with our pets. I know that uh, 
Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she does very well in cars. But you used to have a dog a few months back before where she would get sick in the car. She would I get, had a dog that would vomit just being in the car for 10 minutes or so. The poor little thing would just Motion vomit. sickness. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't always motion sickness. It can actually be car anxiety. Oh. So ah. if your dog gets sick the moment they step into the car... That's an anxiety problem. It's not truly a motion sickness. So there, there can be overlaps of this, and that's where it gets kind of confusing and how you're supposed to manage them. Um, but that's the, one of the big things. If the pet is actually just sitting in the car, they're freaking out, there's anxiety. But if it's after you're going up and down the hills, think about the motion part of it. Motion sickness in animals, I get a lot of calls about that and what to do about it. And Dr. Debbie, I heard a silly little thing that is supposed to really work very well for motion sickness, not the anxiety part. And that is if you build basically like a fort or a tent in the back of your car so that your dogs or your cats can't see out the windows, there's something about the motion sickness with the motions going by the windows. If they can't see that, they're they're better and they don't get sick. Do you have a thought about that? You know, I, I would have an argument both ways. Because for one, that's the reason why we recommend to confine a pet in a carrier, not let them jump and run from window to window. Because they're looking outside, they're seeing everything, it's flying by really fast, and it freaks them out. And that kind of enhances more of the anxiety component of things. So keeping them confined in that way, and even kind of, you know, away from the windows might help in that aspect. The, the only problem I have with that, that technique is that when you have, uh, uh, when you are seasick, it helps to look at the horizon and to uh. maintain a focus straight ahead. So when we take away the ability to do that, now, I don't know how many dogs look at the, the horizon, although my one dog does kind of sit there and look and watch and see what's coming. Um, but that might actually make things worse because they don't have a visual reference. Um, and that helps to kind of know where your feet are in time um, as to well as well as where you are going forward. So um, you can try it, but, uh, you know, gosh, you know, I don't know if I'd go through all of that. I just put the pet in the carrier and, and do your best there. Hey, at yeah. least it would keep the vomit all in one place, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I know I get car sick. You sure do. And I have to look straight ahead. If you put me in the back and, and put blinders on me or something, I would just totally lose it. I wouldn't know my up from my down from my right from my left. I need mm. to look straight ahead. Isn't it true, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you were on the school bus as a kid, you used to get sick every day. <laughs> on, on, uh, well, this My mother was a school bus driver. Yeah. So when I got off school, I had to go with her. Even though I lived close by the school, there was no after-day care. So I had to go with her while she delivered all the kids to all their homes for over an hour. And I would get sick every day on the school bus. And the minute she pulled up into the yard, there was always a guy out there with a hose saying, Oh, there's Francis's vehicle. Oh, they Bring had to the hose, hose out the bus? They had to hose it oh, off and hose the inside and down the outside if I made it to the window. And I used to beg my mom that I would be good. I don't need daycare. You know, of course, I'm only five years old, but don't put me on that bus. <laughs> and every day. Oh, you poor girl. Oh, I hated was it. Was she a good driver? Or was she like a... Well, we lived in Virginia, driver. so we had rolling hills. You're back oh, in the country. So it wasn't her fault. It was curvy roads, a lot of hills, a lot of rural area, unfortunately. Now, what about Dramamine? Can pets take Dramamine? Yeah, they sure can. Um, Dramamine, you know, it's not labeled for dogs, but we can use it. And for some pets, it can be effective. There's also other prescription um, motion sickness drugs that are out there for dogs. So, yeah, they can definitely help. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's conditioning. I'm getting used to the experience and kind of practicing short little trips um, just so that we don't create a a bad experience that really kind of uh, enhances kind of that anxiety component to things. 
I, I totally understand that. I know that when you think you're sick and then you think about uh, thinking about being sick, that then, actually yeah. makes me... <laughs> Do they ever outgrow it? I know I haven't outgrown mine, but can they outgrow it? <laughs> you know, no. Um, because if we're dealing with fears, fears that are established, if we don't work through those and uh, get them past that, they're not going to outgrow that. And the same thing with emotion sickness. I have I have clients that their dogs come in every year and they're like, yep, uh, I need some paper towels. i got to go outside and clean the car. Oh. And, and it's just something that um, is inherent to some people. You know, some people can't get on the tilt-a-whirl. Um, I've never ridden souls. a roller coaster all of those in my life. I can't do it. Yeah, don't take your dogs on the roller coaster, no, whatever you do. <laughs> It's your resident party animal, Vinny Penn, on Animal Radio. Welcome back. I don't know for any of you taking notes, paying attention as we've been doing the uh, as I've been doing the party animals here for the last. Jeez, uh, it's been a while now. You may have caught that I live just outside New York in Connecticut. Now, Connecticut right now has been in the news due to the chimpanzee attack that happened. A woman who had a, a pet, I believe it was a chimpanzee, that she was trying to get to come back into the house one day and it attacked her and ripped off one of her lips and she's not she's not eligible for the plastic surgery that she was hoping to get uh through her insurance for for various reasons perhaps you're familiar with the story uh, and I certainly don't want to trounce uh, on anyone's tragedy but I've never quite understood the thought process behind the monkey as pet that permeated America right after, dare I say, Clint Eastwood filmed Every Which Way But Loose. Putting them in shorts or a diaper and having them sit at the kitchen table doesn't necessarily humanize the chimp or the, or, or the ape or what have you. You're kind of asking for trouble. Um, even though Clint Eastwood, Philo Beto, went out to say he's got eight ribs, ma, just like you and me. Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Ah, oh, don't you just love a breakup, especially when there's something that you love that's involved that you're trying to get back. Like sometimes it's a, a child, or sometimes it's a four-legged child. And a New York man is looking for a little financial assistance after spending thousands of dollars trying to get his dog back from his ex-girlfriend. Craig Dershowitz told NBC's Today Show he's already racked up $60,000 in legal bills trying to win custody of Knuckles after his ex kidnapped the dog and took him across the country. His ex calls it revenge, but he disagrees. As far as revenge, this is a, an expensive revenge. Not something I want to do. I've actually, uh, I'm happy she's moved to California. I just want Knuckles back here with me. With the court battle still raging, Dershowitz has started a website to raise funds for his legal efforts. He's offering a variety of gifts for people to buy, including a free Knucks t-shirt for $25 and a $250 game of Fetch with Knuckles when the dog hopefully returns to New York. Those interested, you can get more information at Indiegogo.com slash Rescue Nux, and Nux is spelled K-N-U-X, in case you want to donate to that. A man says he's reached down to pick up a stick lying in the gardening aisle of a Walmart in eastern Washington state, only to discover it was a rattlesnake and it bit his hand. See, you never know what you can get at Walmart. Mika Craig says he was shopping in the outdoor garden department of a Clarkston store when he was bitten. The 47-year-old man said it latched onto his hand and he screamed. He shook loose the snake, stomped it to death. 
And the Lewiston Tribune in Idaho reports a bystander actually drove Craig to an emergency room in nearby Lewiston. Craig says he was treated with six bags of anti-venom, was told that his hand could be permanently disfigured. He says doctors expect him to uh, probably remain hospitalized for a few more days. Well, it took nearly 15 million viewers, and they watched as Pudsey upset the odds by dancing his way to victory in the final of Britain's Got Talent TV show. Speaking to the Sun just hours after her beloved hound beat opera singers Jonathan and Charlotte, Ashley Butler said, He was sitting on the bed, and I told him, Pudsey, you know you've just won $250,000. He knows that he's done something good, but he doesn't know what. He wouldn't know what to spend the money on, so I'll probably have to spend it for him. I lost one of his leads during the semifinals, so he needs a new one. He loves his bling, so maybe I'll get him one with diamonds. She also revealed that six-year-old Pudsey is taking his newfound celebrity status in stride. He's even snubbed uh, Britain's Got Talent's mogul Simon Cow backstage. The pretty teen added that her border collie, Bichon Freeze, and Chinese Crested Cross has a diet to suit his A-lister lifestyle. She said he eats better than me these days. He had steak the other day. It'll be caviar next. Experts predict that this super pooch could add about $10 million to his haul with commercial and acting contracts. I've heard there's already a movie in store for this dog. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio. More wag, less bark. Pet talk with an attitude. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Dog father, Joey Villani. And animal communicator, Joey Turner. All at your beck and call at 1-866-405-8405. And in just a few minutes, Sheena Easton will be joining us. Big cat lover, Sheena Easton. And of course, a, a fabulous musician. And uh, let's see, are we going to, are they on the phones? Oh, this is really cool. Yes, they are. Brand new book out called Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know. Finally. And (laughs) exactly, it's been written by some, well, a couple of guys who have translated for, I believe, 11 dogs who have kind of given us some insight as to what, why they do some weird things. And we welcome to the show. Hi, Conrad and Jeff Johnson. How are you doing? Hi, and Jeff. Excellent, excellent. Doing great. Am I pronouncing your name right? Hi, H-Y? Yes, correct. Hmm. Never, that's the first time for me. So you, you guys... <laughs> but, uh, short for Hiram. Oh, okay, okay. You guys collaborated with, uh, what, 11 dogs on this book? <laughs> uh, pretty much, although we, we get all the royalties. They uh, just get a few treats here and there. <laughs> See how that works. Uh-huh. So you've answered some questions uh, that have, I've been wondering for a long time, like why do dogs circle? You know, before they lay down, they curl up in a little, they, they turn around in a circle uh, three times, I believe. Is, is it is three what they, times? Three times is what they do, uh-huh. at least Ladybug does. Why well, do- our, our dog expert uh, says that he, he's surprised that you worry about why he circles three times and not surprised by the fact that he can count to three. <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, we noticed it in our own dogs, and so then we looked it up on, on online and tried to find some expert opinions, and uh, then we just, uh, you know, tried to make it funny. 
Um, everything with the dog seems to be instinct, and uh, you know whether it's uh, um, you know making sure that the the ground is flat or that there are no predators around. I mean, we have all these theories, but you know, at the end of the day, I think dogs are just wonderful, mysterious creatures that we just uh, can marvel at and uh, enjoy and make up stories about, which is what we did. Well, you know, it sort of it surprised us a little because um, even though you know we think we understand dogs a little bit. Um, we really we did just make these things up. Oh, so there's um, no science did, behind really this. We talked to 11 different dogs. But we have gotten so many letters from people who say, oh, that is exactly why my dog does it. You must have met my dog because that's what my dog does. So <laughs> I guess we got some things right, but we did actually write it to be funny <laughs> and, not, and not as a true dog psychology book. Okay, okay, so I understand that. But you know, when, when dogs lie down, that's a very important part of their day because they do it a lot. Sure. So <laughs> having exactly the right spot, facing exactly the right direction, making sure there aren't any bumps underneath you or at least the bumps are all in the right place, that's a very important thing for a dog. So there are certain things that dogs think about all day long, like sleeping and dog treats. <laughs> So they can get into that in minute detail that um, probably, you know, it's how they say, you know, Eskimos have, you know, 142 different words for snow. Uh Um, You know, dogs think about some of these things in a lot more detail than we probably do. They have 58 words for poop. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, speak about poop. What I want to know is when I take my dog out for his poop walk, why doesn't he go right away? Why does he have to wait until the very end? Well, he's on you. It's like, you know, why do I find my keys in the last place I look? Well, it's because... You know, he can ex- your dog can extend the walk for as long as he thinks it's it's reasonable uh-huh. before you drag him. Uh-huh. So he 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 has this down to a science. Exactly, they have they figured out exactly how long they can do it, and will push it and push it and push it <laughs> as long as they possibly can. You know what I call that when I walk my dogs and I say that they're catching up on their pee meal. They don't want to be rushed. Can we feel that? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, sometimes I like want to give them a little magazine because they're just sitting there sniffing, sniffing, and doing their biz at the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it is it is true. I mean, walking the whole process of peeing and pooping is a really important part. I mean, that's an exciting time for the dog. (laughs) What about this whole dressing up thing that Judy likes to do with her dog? What do the dogs think about this? Uh, We have two different opinions here. We have um, uh, our little chihuahua, um, Tinkerbell, is very spoiled, and she doesn't like the customs at all. For one thing, she thinks she has more clothes than, than her owner, which she doesn't think is right. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, then she doesn't like the quality of the fabrics. She's very much into Gucci and Pucci, and she doesn't um, really, uh, um, you know, like the uh, hot dog costume or the uh, sombrero or the other <laughs> thing that she's forced to wear. So you don't think that tiny dogs think they're big? <laughs> They think they're big. They don't necessarily think they're a hot dog. <laughs> and there's also Orson. Orson is the uh, is our fat little bulldog who uh, his entire existence revolves around food. And uh, he likes costumes because it means it's Halloween. Sure. He has to go from door to door and uh, try to get uh, uh, candy out of out of the bags. Now, one of your dogs says that they like to recycle, and that's why they get into the trash. It's their form of recycling. Can you elaborate oh, yeah, on that? Absolutely. They 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 instinctively know that uh, that that there that is a natural kind of recycling, and they don't understand why you know. You, you know, get a warm dinner at home, and yet if they find something warm in the street, you just pull them away from it. You are answering so many questions I've had about... I know. I want to know about the whole bed thing, because I find myself waking up in the morning in weird positions just to accommodate the dog. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's because because you think it's your bed. Yeah. Oh, isn't it? that's our first mistake. Oh, it isn't, is it? Yeah. If you really want to get a little cot to put beside the bed just for yourself, I think that can work. <laughs> they'd they'd allow bed that. Really belongs to the dog. <laughs> now, Vladdy would not have any of this. I'm just going to jump in, and uh, yeah, he would be having a fit. Wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> My right problem now. is, I'd put the cot down there, and I'd sleep on this little cot, and then they'd all join me, and yeah, I'd really be proud. Well, they they knew that you'd be lonely. They're only uh, trying to help. Okay. Okay. Well, there's some great answers in this book. Of course, none of them scientific. Of course. <laughs> Well, maybe a little. Maybe just a, a tiny smidge. I want to actually give away 10 copies of this book right now. It's Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, but apparently they wrote a book about it, so they want you to they know about it. They want us to it. know. Exactly. And you can also visit the website, thingsyourdog.com, where um, where people can submit photos and questions about their dogs, and we'll have one of our 11 little experts uh, answer it. And uh, uh, we're, you know, I think... Uh, they have a good sense of humor about it. Okay, okay. Well, if you don't get through to get this book, go ahead on over to your bookstore, Amazon. The authors, Hi, Conrad, and Jeff Johnson. Things Your Dog Doesn't Want You to Know, 11 Courageous Canines. Tell you what your dog won't. A great book. Also, very beautiful pictures. A well-done book, by by the way, I must say. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank hey. you. We had a great time doing it. A great time. What's next? Things your cat doesn't want you to know? <laughs> you know, we don't understand cats at all. Nobody does. <laughs> I don't expect to see that book. <laughs> There's one chapter with a cat in it, and, uh, you know, cats are kind of rude and snarky. <laughs> yeah. We know who's boss when the cat's around. We're, we are their slaves. Uh, exactly. Okay. Well, we thank you for joining us today, and uh, let us know when the next book comes out there. 1-866-405-8405 to pick up on this book right now. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat raised naturally and no added hormones or antibiotics, grains or fillers. And now a brand new cat food. Actually, actually it's not that new. It's been around. It's been out for a little while now. Yeah, yes. A little over six months. Get the official food of Animal Radio's stunt dog, Ladybug. She looks so good. Her coat looks great. And is that's she because healthy it's looking? Stella and Chewy's. Check out their website at StellaandChewy's.com or get a free sandwich. We'll send you one. Head on over to our website at animalradio.com. Get our address. Hit the Stellan Chewy's link and get our address, and we'll send you a sample back. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. Warm weather is here, and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut. Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L-Pet.com. 
Oh no, a storm! Where's my thunder shirt? I need my thunder shirt! It hugs me, keeps me calm during storms, otherwise I freak! Here, boy, let's throw on your thunder shirt! Oh, oh, that's much better. Hey, folks, if your dog or cat's like me and scared of noises, traveling or vet visits or being left alone, try thunder shirt. It's the easy, drug-free way to keep them calm. For only $39.95 with a money-back guarantee, don't be afraid to try one. Buy a thunder shirt now at pet stores or at thundershirt.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by... New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? In Germany, birds have been found to be imitating ringtones on cell phones. Ornithologists believe it has something to do with the new green areas becoming popular in urban settings. The birds move in and are introduced to the sounds of the city. Many of the more common ringtones are actually imitations of bird calls, so the birds in some instances are mimicking other types of birds. Birds use their call to find a mate, mark their territory, or scare off danger. They may add these ringtones to their vocabulary, but they never lose their ability to call in their native tongue. Stop calling me! Stop calling me here! I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. They should have gambling for pets so that they can lose your money, too. (laughs) Don't give them any ideas, Hal. They might do that. Yeah, they could do like the three cups with a biscuit underneath, and you have to pay a dollar, and your dog only gets one chance to go to the right cup to get it. And if they get the biscuit. Oh, see, now the dogs could do that. Yeah, probably could. But they have to have something. They would have to be in cellophane or some kind of trick or behind a glass or something that they make it a little difficult. Joey Volani is not in today, unfortunately, out uh, attending a funeral service for one of his uh, dear departed friends. So no, today, our hearts are with you, Joey. I, yeah, we really are very upset about what had happened there. But uh, uh, today I'm going to – I actually get to hold his wall products that he usually gets to talk about. And I have the Deluxe Pro Series kit in my hand. This is a really cool kit. It gives consumers, and that's us, just the lay people, not the Joeys, the flexibility of grooming our animals. Uh-huh. See the little blade there? See that? I could even use this, and I could even... Wow, if we could trust Hal with the clippers, anybody <laughs> There's self-sharpening blades, a heavy-duty motor, 
And it, the the uh, see, I can't do this as good as Joey no, does no, it. He does it. does it like Joey. But it's really lightweight, and it comes with a DVD. This is my favorite part: the DVD that tells me how to groom my animals, so that I can do what Joey does after watching the DVD. I'd like to actually give one of these away right now to a shelter or somebody who adopts animals to help them make make them look good so that they get adopted. If you are in that particular situation, give me a call right now at 1-866-405-8405, and I'll get you the Deluxe Pro Series Kit from our friends over at Wall. You know, I wanted to add something because I always thought that Joey was making it up that there's a mirror in there so your dog can see how there good they look. There is a mirror. There is a mirror in there so your dog can see how good they look. He wasn't lying. <laughs> Joey lying? Joey never lies. <laughs> I guess it's no wonder that Walt Pet Clippers are the number one choice for pets and their dog owners. The Walt Blades provide better grooming results and you'll look smarter for saving money. Yes. Visit WallWAHLPet.com. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Hi, this is Principal Renzo Borghese on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay near to your animals. It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll free at one 405 8405 You're looking around. All the stuff we need to give away? Yes, all the stuff. Make some room in this studio. Okay, let's uh, let's make some room right now. I have a Thunder shirt. And, you know, they they tell me I'm supposed to read this copy when I give it away, but uh, I'm lost in the mountain of paperwork, Judy. Do you know where that is? Oh, here it is. There you go. Animal Radio is brought to you by Thunder shirt. If your dog or cat's afraid of noises, vet visits, or being left alone, Thunder shirt's constant gentle pressure is the simplest solution for calming them. It's easy to use. It's drug-free. Only cost thirty nine ninety five. Get yours at pet stores or thundershirt.com or call me right now at 1-866-405-8405 and I'll give you one right now, you lucky dog. You Maybe you're new. And it could happen. There's new listeners every day here at Animal Radio. Just a brand new email. Someone just listening to us from Logan, Utah. On the internet. Remember on the right? internet, on huh? On the internet. Wow. It's very cool. Getting new listeners every week, and uh, we love you guys. Bring your animals around the radio. And, and we'll we... put them to sleep just like we do ours. <laughs> we have, uh, in, in the studio, we have Boo the Studio Cat and Ladybug the Studio Dog. They're asleep as they are every time this weekend. And uh, animal communicator Joy Turner, she's awake. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. And Vladi just walked in. Limped in. Limped in. And it, it appears that something's wrong with your leg. Are you okay? Oh, guys, don't even ask. You know, I'm just a little bit down and, um, you know, was just in emergency up oh. to 2 a.m. p.m. now. I don't even a. remember. Yeah, yes, okay. yesterday. So What what happened? You were up to 2 Was it Was it work-related? It was. It was not work-related, honestly. It was just uh, stupidity-related, I guess. Oh. I just... Yeah, just I just got into the, to one of the house and uh, you know tried to help one lady with her dog, and she had a few rescue dogs in her house, uh-huh. and which she had no idea about their history. But uh-huh. as she told me before, that uh, you know they never showed any aggressiveness whatsoever. She could not even expect anything. So you know I just didn't pay attention to those dogs. I just you know when I talked to the dog who she called me about and. Uh, for all of a sudden, 
for all the sudden another dog, which is German Shepherd mix, I guess, a German as the snake from the back, viciously attacked to my leg, on my leg, and bit me to the point, so it was a bleeding all over as I was driven to the emergency. It was about 25 stitches. And oh, my gosh. It was very bad, very Tw- bad. On the scale stitches. 1 to 10. Yes. Yeah, and the scale, and, and just considering, so they didn't want to stitch everything because, you know, it takes, you know, some liquid needs to, you know, coming out. So they, right, it needs they to stitch drain. Everything. Yeah, so it needs to drain. So that was a very, very bad. It's a one more time, tell us. Every dog can bite. Dogs are animals. We love them, that they can be very unpredictable. Mm. All dogs must be trained. I have to tell you guys, it's interesting enough, but uh, it's happened not too often, but it's happening. When I come in and train one dog, I just realize that we will have another dog who require even more training than the dog I came <laughs> yeah. to train in the first place. Oh. Okay, if you just I wish my Mika would be with me. She would put that male German Shepherd in the place. Yeah, male German Shepherd. Okay, if you just uh-huh. tuned in, we, we just found out as Vladi came in the studios that he was bitten this weekend uh, by another German Shepherd. Mix. which uh, German Shepherd mix, which is your favorite breed, I might add. That's yes, it. and it's still my favorite breed. And I think what, what really, uh, you know, brought the dog to that, which is my energy. The Caesar Milan is right when you talk about energies uh-huh. and things like this. Uh-huh. Uh, it is, you know, the dog momentarily percepted me as the threat to its authority. The dog was really boss, and the person didn't realize about that. So did it get you in the lower leg on the calf, or was it the thigh? Thigh. So it's not kind of... Very, very dangerous, but it's very unpleasant. I lost a lot of time and energy, and I have so many things to, to take care of, and now I need to deal with all the things. But it's okay. We'll get over that. And you don't know why it happened? Uh, I know why it happened. Just the again, energy? Again. Yeah, energy. Yeah, the okay. dog percept me as a threat. Okay. And that's uh, how many times have you ever been bit? This is, I, I imagine, not too many, huh? Not too many, because when I go and especially train the dogs, I follow the special procedure, because I know if I get if I will get bit, that will put not just our training in the back, but can you imagine if the dog can bite me, what he can do to in other people, sure. in other people, and kids, and ladies, and things mm-hmm. like that. So I follow this very special procedure. Uh, the last time I was bit, probably just five years ago, so it's happening not to, and scratches a little bit, maybe, sure. But not really to that serious things. And, you know, it was a very, very unusual. And I didn't even train that dog. I didn't even look at him. I didn't do anything to him. It just came out of the blue. Now, is is that dog savable? What's going to happen to that dog? I mean, is that dog trainable? And would you train it? (laughs) I I would train that dog in the heartbeat. I'm ready for rematch. But that time, I I will be ready that time. (laughs) You wear your armor this time. No, seriously. Is that dog? Dog, is that a dog something that uh, you can have as a family pet ever? You know, uh, when I will get back my hands on that dog, I will put him for the test, which is so successful in my business. I try to determine if he has an active or passive, uh, um, um, it's called active or passive um, defense reflexes. So I'm going to kind of have a lot of protect, uh, kind of uh, protection devices, and I'm going to make sure I put him for the special way to see whatever reflexes he has, and he will, if he show me aggressiveness under that, 
circumstance and never give up. I will tell very honestly, people that dog can be controlled but never cured. But if I will be able to, you know, if he will be able to submit for the process, he, he will be recoverable. Okay. Wow. We're going to go to the phones. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. If you're having a problem with your dog, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, can help you with it. Uh, if you're having a, a, a medical issue, Dr. Debbie, she can work through it with you. All here, toll-free at one 405 Cena Easton will be joining us in just a few minutes on the Season of Stars. Well, Stacey Cohen working hard in the newsroom. What are you working on today? When you're in a pool, do you relieve yourself? Now, when you're three, we understand it. How about a lake? You could be killing fish or marine life. I'll tell you about that. Coming up on Animal Radio News. (laughs) I don't do it. Do you, Hal? No, of course not. I never do that. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Oh, my turn? Is this thing on? (laughs) It's Animal Radio, your lucky dog. 1-866-405-8405. 1-866-405-8405. That's toll-free to animal communicator Joy Turner, our groomer dog father Joey Volani, our dog trainer and behaviorist Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, and Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Hi, Rocky. Hello, doctor. How are you? Hi, I'm doing really good. What's um, going on in your world? Kind of hectic right now. I got a scratch <laughs> mark all over my arms, but other than Uh-oh. that, I'm, I'm cool. Uh I, I find your show intriguing, and I learned a, a lot of new things out of it. Well, wonderful. Dilemmas, go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to thank you for tuning in and listening. We always appreciate talking to our faithful listeners. What do you have going on there? Well, my dilemma is my neighbor had him a call. Uh, he had him uh, he was two years old. After living with, with him for about 16 years, I finally got tired of uh, him ignoring the call, and I approached him, and I kind of adopted him, and I kind of rescued him because he wasn't doing anything with it. The poor thing was just always in the cage, and every time I go with him, it, it seems like we bonded really good. And yeah. he loves to play. He loves to climb on you. My problem is his, his talent. He's got these sharp nails that they are curved, and I tried uh, kind of sanding it down. I put this uh, big old piece of wood with a sandpaper around it and mm-hmm. uh, for him to stand down and hoping for him to kind of dull up those sharp points. But no, it didn't work. Okay. That's my so dilemma. Me- he loves okay, to so get on my arm. He loves to crawl up, and he kind of digs in and makes holes and scratch marks all over my my arms. 
I gotcha. So y- you can't grow thicker skin, so you're asking how we're going to deal with this. So I got it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, well, th- this is easy advice, and-, and I can tell you this is something we deal with a regular basis at our office. Um, what we need to have done for your little guy there is to get his uh, nails trimmed. And the best way, a couple tips I recommend about this is, one is I don't often recommend the primary person in the home, the the one that they're bonded to, I don't often recommend them to do it. Uh, so this is where you don't want to break down that bond that you have with your bird. Um, okay. It's best to see a veterinarian uh, that works on birds and is comfortable with birds and to have the nails uh, trimmed. I prefer to trim large bird nails with a Dremel um, and actually kind of grind them down. Um, most birds do very well with that and we it's a less of a risk of cutting too short um, and that also gives us some nice control at kind of polishing and kind of rounding out the edges for them um, once that's done you will find that your bird's nails are much more comfortable and tolerable and, and it has to be maintained on a regular basis for some birds depending on how much they're wearing uh, their claws um, but that would be an easy fix and I think that that would um, help your, your, your problem since he is sounds like he's very tame He's easy with handling. It's just a matter of they're just daggers. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's about about a little bit over quarter inch of daggers. One day dig in, they dig in. They can't get them off. And Absolutely. I feel sorry for those birds that hawk get a hold of or something like that. But uh, right. thank you very you, much. Okay, uh, very I good. I and to, I I have to take them to bed. Absolutely. And, you know, if you're having trouble finding a veterinarian that works on birds in your area, sometimes even calling local pet stores, and they can kind of help give you referrals. Um, when I was just a wee little uh, teenager, I worked at a pet store, and we trimmed uh, small bird nails. Um, we didn't often do large you birds, a but wee they may little be able to... teenager? I was. Imagine I'm still it. kind of a wee little adult, I would like to say. <laughs> but... Thanks for your call, Rocky. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Hi, this is Carrie Annie Nava from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Well, hello there. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. She's trying to figure out who is it you want to talk to. Dr. Debbie, Vladdy the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard, Dog Father Joey Volani, or Animal Communicator Joey Turner, because we're all here at your beck and call to answer your question. In fact, Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog actually taking a few calls from, uh, are they dog listeners mostly? That they want to talk to her? You know, she's not specious. She'll speak to cat. She'll, she'll speak to cats, too? Oh, yeah. She likes oh, wow. cats. Very good. So get your cats on the phone and have them dial toll-free. 1-866-405-8405. First week in June, a beautiful day today throughout most of the country. A lot of us thinking about traveling with our animals. A lot of us worried about the bites that are going on. All the dog attacks and the bites going on, especially in this Houston neighborhood where the mail service has come to a halt because of so many bites. Uh, Dr. Phil being sued over an alleged, alleged, I gotta say, alleged dog attack from one of his friends. Sheena Easton will be on the show in just a few minutes, joining us for the season of stars. Big time cat lover she is. I believe she has a house full of cats. Stacy Cohn working hard in the newsroom. I always say she's working hard, but she never works hard. She always says fun <laughs> doing it. What are you working on? So do you think if somebody paid you a dollar and they showed you this gross video 
it would make you stop eating uh, animals mm-hmm. after you've cooked them, of course. Uh, well, there's a group that's doing that. I'll tell you about it. They've even got a bus that's going all over the country showing these videos. Hmm. I'll tell you, coming up on Animal Radio News. I wonder if PETA's involved in that. Sounds, sounds like a PETA stunt. I don't want to watch. So we're all getting the animals in the car, ready to head out, traveling with them. Some of us for long, extended trips. Some of us for short trips. Dr. Debbie, you plan on doing any traveling this summer? Yes, you know, definitely. We're going to be doing some trips up to Utah, some camping, and of course, I include my critters. Um, so yeah, Good this is you. definitely, this is definitely a fun time when the weather is just nice and you can get your critters out with you. But I would definitely want to make sure that people are planning ahead. Um, we, this is prime, uh, parasite time. So everywhere across the country, we're talking heartworm disease, we're uh. talking fleas and ticks. So we need to get those babies, make sure they are protected with those preventatives. And then, you know, the other big thing is identification. Uh, make sure that they have a proper collar, ID, and a microchip to back you up. Because if you're traveling across state lines, you want to make sure you you have that ID on your pack. You know what I'm hearing about microchips, and it blows me away. There's so many different microchips I hear that you never know if there's going to be the right kind of scanner to scan them in different places. I know they're trying to standardize that so that yeah, there's one. It is kind of a challenge, um, and a lot of it depends on what region you're in as to what microchips may be used. And many of the scanners do pick up the other company's um, chips. Oh. There's not a universal, but, um, but yeah, so there is some concern with that. But, hey, anything is better than nothing, and they do work. I see it every week that pets are uh, brought into my hospital, and um, we can track down the owners within minutes. And that's why it's good to have a, a regular tag on them, too, so that just in case you're in an area where they don't have the, the right scanner, or if a person who doesn't have a scanner at all finds this animal, then they have a tag to help you relocate your animal. It's a drag to travel across the country and lose your animal. And you, we all hear stories about that every year. Oh, yeah, year. people have to leave and leave the area without the animal. That's tough. And you know what happens is you get to like a rest stop. You're traveling in the car with your animal. You get to a rest stop and you take them out. This is where they get really freaked out, especially if they're a cat and they bolt and they take off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you just hit upon that. And, and for a cat or even a small dog, they really need to be comfortable with a crate and traveling safely in the confines of a crate. Um, just if that door opens, you don't want to risk them, uh, you know, being spooked and running, running at large. Um, so the collar, leash, and you know, crate training really is very important. But bring your pets with. You. We don't want to scare you away from that. It's so fun to bring your pets with you. Listen, we're going to go back to the phones at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, and let's take another call for the good doctor, Doctor Debbie. We have Jim on the phone. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good yourself. Very good. Where are you today? Uh, Ventura, California. Lovely Ventura. Oh. That's home for us. Yes, I love Ventura. Great place. Well, it was home for us. Oh, yeah. well, I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, is that correct? Yes, sir. The stunning Dr. Debbie's right oh, here next to thank you, Hal. With that introduction, man, I better uh, have a good answer for you here today. <laughs> what do you got going on? Well, I got a lopsilopsil. That's, I don't know if it's got fleas or I don't know if it's a diet because he's itching and scratching and biting himself till he gets really raw. What parts of his body is he doing that on? Normally, it's like his rear legs, back in the hind area, mm-hmm. and underneath his leg. Okay. The big thing is that when we're talking about the causes of itching, um, one of the first things in many parts of the country we really have to address very aggressively is flea control. And, um, you know, in most places where there's humidity, moisture, and we have temperate uh, tem- temperatures that are calm in the summer months, you know, we're going to have problems with fleas. And they are just a huge problem in that one bite can cause an itch response that can last for days.
days, weeks. So it's hard sometimes to see these little critters, and they only spend a very small proportion of their time on the pet. And um, so we need to do a very good vigilant flea control. That might be something like a spot-on product that sounds like you may have been doing. Um, but it also is going to require um, finding out a little bit more about what's going on in your pet's skin. And uh, when we're talking about allergies, that can be a huge cause of itching. And there's food allergies, which are related to the proteins that they're taking in and that a pet can be sensitive to those, um, as well as inhalant or environmental allergies. So there's kind of this whole bag we kind of classify as allergies, but they can be from different types of situations. So food allergies, yes, can cause itching. And it's probably one of the more common things in my area that cause itching in the Las Vegas area. Um, but we also want to look for things like those fleas, as well as infections, yeast, bacterial, um, and other types of processes that can be going on. So uh, for me, I would take a look at your baby. I would do a nice physical exam, look through their fur. If there's any redness or sores or moisture on the skin, I'd like to sample that because that gears us towards the right medications if we need to go there. So I think that you're going to need to get at least some veterinary guidance on this from someone who can put their eyeballs on your dog, and we can work through that. Some of the simple things that we can try, at least until you can get to the vet's office, are going to include using things like antihistamines. Um, Most dogs can tolerate things like Benadryl, chlorpheniramine, uh, which are antihistamines that can help with the itch response. Um, So that can be something that can be used as well well like, as give like a Benadryl? Yeah, yeah. Most dogs can take Benadryl. There can be some sensitivities for some pets that have seizure disorders and things like that. But you will want to confirm that and check with your veterinarian to make sure your pet can take that and that that would be appropriate. But that would be something cool. they can guide you through. Um, the other thing that you can do is to use topical therapy. And just like a person when you got, like, say, uh, chicken pox and you're itching really bad, you can take an Aveeno bath, an oatmeal bath. And there are products that have the similar ingredient that can be soothing to a pet. Um, and it can last for about two to three days. Then the benefit wears off and you got to do it again. Colloidal oatmeal shampoos, conditioning sprays, things of that nature would be something you can look for. Um, and that might help. At least get you through that point until you can get to that veterinary office and uh, you see what your particular situation is. Can I mix like a flea bath with that oatmeal stuff? No, you're not going to want to mix anything with that, that kind of product. Um, you can alternate those on different days. Um, so if you're doing a flea bath or um, a flea treatment, most of those you want to leave on and not wash the product off right away. Um, but you can alternate that um, in doing an, a colloidal oatmeal bath on another day or a week later. Alright, cool. I'll do that. Thanks for your time, you guys. It's the first time I heard your show, so I'm going to listen to it more often. What station do you listen on? I heard it this morning on 94.7. The Wave. Uh, Okay. Very good. In the Los Angeles area, we can also be heard on KFWB on Sundays, 2 p.m. We appreciate you listening, and we hope to hear from you again. Yeah, you will. Thanks for being there. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? 
Canine Caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Do you love cleaning the litter box? <laughs> I didn't think so. Fortunately, you can solve your litter box problems with a free bag of world's best cat litter. It's the only litter that uses whole curled corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and safely eliminate pet odors. And because it's made of 100% natural ingredients, world's best cat litter is pet people and planet friendly. For a limited time, you can go hassle-free for free with a mail-in rebate. To get your free bag, visit www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Cell phones have gotten smaller, cars are shrinking, and now cows? There's some new breeds of mini cows. They're just like other cows, except they're about one-third the size. They sell for about $1,200, about twice of what a regular cow would cost. Fifteen minis can live comfortably on five acres because they don't tear up the grass with their tiny feet. And they eat a lot less. Some owners compete in shows with their minis. Others raise them for their very own milk supply. Breeder Bill Bryan says many of the mini cows he sells will eventually die of old age because people just keep them as pets. Sometimes being little has its advantages. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Remember, spay and neuter your animal, and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. I'm pretty happy. We have Poppy with Sheena Easton on the phone with us. Hi, Sheena. Hi, how are you? Very well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Ow, my cat just attacked me. Uh Uh-oh. Which one? Oh, um, this is Yodi. Or Yoda's her formal name. Ow, Yodi. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, we have six of them. Wow. Wow. And two dogs. And they all get along? Uh, well, there's two groups. There's the, the original gangsters. Uh-huh. The two originals, and then there's the four sort of newbies, and we have to do a rotation system where, um, the the first two get run up the house, and then the other four. Luckily, the house is big enough to accommodate that, but they're all rescue cats. Uh-huh. And um, we had two of them, and then, of course, you know, the kids talked me into getting another cat. So we, <laughs> Why not? We brought home from um, from one of those no-kill shelters. Uh-huh. We went in, you know, going to get a cute little kitten, and... Um, there was this black cat Uh-oh. in the cage, curled up in a fetal position, not interested. And the lady said that she'd been stuck in there for seven months. Uh-huh. And, you know, so we said, that's our cat. <laughs> <laughs> so we took her home, and I noticed right away she was shaking her head. So she had ear issues. Uh-huh. And we took her to the vet, and she got an operation the next day to get a polyp out of her ear. Wow. And um, now she's a happy cat. She's a big, fat 
thing that <laughs> she um, she's just doing real good. But so when I took her back to the vet to get her ear checked, uh-huh. at the vet somebody had dumped off a mom and, a, and kittens, and of course I took the mom and the two kittens home. So I went in with with one and came home with four. So that gives us six. <laughs> Isn't that the way it always happens? Yeah, it's never it intentional. It does, but they're just. They're so great. Now, do you spoil them? Oh, please. Yeah. (laughs) What what do you think is the most spoiled thing you do for them? My cat? Yes. Oh, my goodness. What's the most spoiled thing? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's hard to to come up with. I mean, well, okay, one of the original cats, Uh right? The original gangsta. The original gangsters. Her name is Puffy. Uh Uh-huh. And um, she's the most spoiled on the planet because she had panleukopenia. Uh Uh-huh. And she was supposed to die at five weeks old. Not a lot of um, survivability. What is panleukopenia a, a cancer? What is panleukopenia that? is essentially a, a extreme form of distemper. Oh, distemper. Okay. And if you look it up on the internet and just look at what you know, any any cat that's less than um, sixteen weeks, there's about a ninety percent death rate. Ooh. And wow. both these kittens were five weeks old. So first of all, they spent a weekend in the emergency, and then I took them to my vet. And this vet, God bless her, she is like the best person in the world. Uh-huh. She took my babies home with her wow. so that she could set her alarm and get up every hour to squirt, you know, this this food down their throat to keep them on a drip. Uh-huh. And she kept them alive through the worst phase of it, and they survived. For this cat, the long story short... Once uh, she's had li- she's had some problems. She's got a little bit of uh, brain damage issues, um, mm. and she's also a peer. Uh oh. And so I've removed every piece of carpet. I've removed everything you can think of from, oh, from downstairs. She sprays all over. Uh, she will just look at you and sit down and pee right in front of you. <laughs> I know those types. Like how you doing? I'm just having a little time out here. <laughs> And so we're, you know, you know how like your your grandma will put the plastic covers on the couch. And uh-huh. We have to put plastic covers on the couch. Mm, yes, yes. And take them off when we want to sit there. It's a nightmare. So I, and now she's on um, pills to try and help her not do what, it. What kind so, of pills is she on? She's on, you know, like uh, uh, kitty downers. Kitty like Boost Par or is it a Prozac or is it? Uh, uh, wow. I, you know. Um, it starts with an A. An A, okay. Does gonna, it work? We're going to research that because we, we actually know that multi-cat households like that, that is a problem. And uh, we know cats like this that last resort is to go to medication like Boost Par. They're, they're anxious cats. They pee all over. Well, you know, all of the cats have no litter issues, but Puffy always had a litter issue. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm one of those people. I'll research everything. I have every book on cats you can think of. Uh-huh. And um, right from the get-go, the signs were there. She has never attempted to cover up when she goes in her litter box. Hmm. When she was a, a kitten, all the other cats go in there fastidious. They'll be in right. there for an hour digging. Uh-huh. She just goes in, she leaves her business, and she walks away. She's never, and they say in all the books, that can sort of uh, indicate issues down the line. Mm, yes. And before any of the other cats came along, she had issues where she would go um, mm. outside of the box. Mm. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't think that it's the, the classic mark in the territory thing. Right. Um, and, you know, everybody says, I don't know how you put up with it, but I look in her <laughs> eyes and what am I going to do? She's absolutely, my baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. You're not going to get rid of her. No, you, so you that's that. her spoiled thing. The whole family um, revolves around... 
puffy issues. Make sure your bedroom doors are shut. Uh, you know, I, I get those big gallon, couple of gallon things. You know, I go around and I spray as soon as I notice anything. So there's there's no odors whatsoever in the house because I'm, like, fastidious about keeping it clean. Uh-huh. But the, the main thing is, is just, you know what, we've got wood and tile floors now downstairs. Plus, I have those little diffusers with the that you plug into the sockets that put the pheromone stuff in the air. Comfort I, zone. Feel yes. away. I do it all. Uh-huh. I do it all. I've got it all. I mean, if, if it's been out there, I'll try voodoo. I'll stick pins in something <laughs> if it need be, you know? I'll get a little doll. <laughs> How did the dogs get along with all of this? My dogs love the cats. Really? Yeah. No, we, we I grew up where I always had dog and cat households. And uh-huh. I'd say most times, and let, you know, unless you've got a a dog that you just know isn't going to take to cats, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, my my dogs love them. The cats climb all over them. They they play with them. They do this thing where they chase each other around the house. Uh-huh. Now they get along great. That's good. Really? I want to mention that you're going to be uh, with En Vogue on June 3rd is the festival at Salt Lake City. Concert starts at about 7.30 p.m. You're going to be there with En Vogue. Are you excited about that? Of course I'm excited. I, that's that's my um, my second love after my family is my uh, performing, and um, I love to get out there and, and do a live show. It's just the best feeling in the world. Have you played with En Vogue before? Uh, I don't believe I have. I've done many different festivals. They might have been on the bill, but... Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember, to be honest. Oh, and then you're going to be in Los Angeles at the Cerritos Performing Arts Center September 29th. Boy, you're keeping active here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I go out about uh, two weekends a, a month and do various shows, so, yeah. That sounds like it's paced just right. It is. You know, um, I have uh, two kids. I have one who's nearly 13 and one who's 11, and uh, when they were real little, you know, you could... Pack them up in the suitcase and take them wherever you're going because uh-huh. kids don't care. A hotel room's the same as a, a, a bedroom to them. They just uh-huh. want to be with their mom. And then when it, it got to where they were starting school, I, you know, I changed my lifestyle to where I, so that's how I actually moved to Las Vegas. I was working here at home in a show and I didn't have to go leave ha- the house until they were going to bed. Uh-huh. And so I would go to work for a couple hours and, and be home and get them up in the morning and so on. And um, and now I've managed to pare it down to just two weekends a month. I get on a plane for an overnight thing and go do a show, and I'm a mom full-time the rest of the time. You're able to see the animals instead of, uh, you know, we, we speak to a lot of people who uh, they, they can't have animals. They can't have dogs because they're traveling so much. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, the other thing I want to stress is people who think that, you know, cats, are, are self-maintaining creatures. You put Uh-oh. down a dish of water and a dish of food and you leave the house and the cat's happy. Mm-hmm. Cats show their depression, their happiness. They get real upset when you're gone. And um, the other thing I would urge is anybody who is getting a, an animal, get them in pairs, you know? Get them in pairs, yeah, yes. that's a go good rescue, idea. Go rescue uh, two animals at the same time that, you know, you know get along. Maybe uh-huh. they're caged together or or were kittens together or puppies or came from another home because they need companionship and they need attention and they need love. And animals will really thrive on the amount of love you give them. And uh, that is just as important as, you know, clean water and food. It is a big myth that cats are solitary animals oh, that such are low a myth. And, and the other thing is, is people say, but cats don't seem to have a personality. It's like, what? <laughs> Every single one of my cats have a 
uniquely distinct personality. It's mm-hmm. amazing. It sounds like you love your animals a lot. Oh, you- man, I'm telling you. I, my, my kids told me that, you know, I'm basically going to be a crazy cat lady. <laughs> but they said that you, I don't get crazy cat lady status until they said that the thing that will define that is when they leave to go to college and uh-huh. I live alone and I move into a tiny little apartment and I have 20 cats. <laughs> and that could very well happen. Oh, well, that's a, you know, that's not the worst way to go. I'll tell it's you that right. It's not the worst way to go, let me tell you. We love our cats very much. And, and there's, you know, there's guys, too, like me. I might be the old, the old cat guy that just has... A bunch of cats and yes, it's a new a generation and it's happening to the guys too. Yeah, 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 it's good. Sheena Easton, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. The dog days are every day with Pet Stay. Traveling with your pet? Well, why don't you head on out to Vegas? The Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts will welcome your pets with open arms. They'll have the uh, unique in-room amenities, you know, spa, food, water dish, sleeping mat, dog treats. And that specialty room service menu. Details at Caesars.com slash Pets Day Las Vegas. Bring the pet on out there. And then uh, for you, for your entertainment. Who's there this week? Grandma Lee. Do you remember her from America's, America's Got, Got Talent. Talent? Yes, she was a funny old lady. She was a finalist on that, I believe. Yes, yeah, she, she made it pretty far, I think. She's uh, 77 years old. Whoa. And there's something funny about old people telling jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can check her out at the King's Room at Rio. Tickets start at 73 bucks. Wow, wow she's, she's doing, doing well. good, yeah. <laughs> and she's uh, playing tonight through the 29th. Check it out. Bring your animals. And by the way, this Pet State program is available at Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingos, Bally's, Rio, and Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas. Just a lot of the great, great hotels. Let's go. Maybe your dog can sit. Maybe he can roll over. Maybe he can even play dead. But when you tell him to stay, he's never done it like this. <coughs> Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas proudly announce pet-friendly accommodations. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know, some people do it in the shower. Others do it in a pool. And some do it in a lake. We're talking about peeing while swimming in a lake. And it may not just be taboo anymore. It could actually be lethal for the fish. At least that's what a group of anglers contend. They're blaming swimmers for about 500 dead fish that have turned up in a picturesque German lake near Hamburg. Swimmers who urinate in the lake are introducing a lot of phosphate, according to Manfred Seidler. He's a spokesman for an angler's group, and he told Build Newspaper, we're calculating half a liter of urine per swimmer per day. Well, somebody's drinking a lot of fluid. Skeptics question whether the outcry was an attempt by fishermen to oust bathers whom they've had a long feud with, but they are saying that this actually could be possible. You know, it's hard to find a date, even harder if you're 20 feet tall, you've got a long neck, and you're a giraffe. Zoo officials are trying to find a companion for Tofik, and he is a widowed Rothschild giraffe. 
Two of his female companions died after a zoo break-in. The two females apparently died from stress when the vandals broke into the facility. Barbara Wazinski, she's a zoo official, said that one of the female giraffes was found dead on an early Sunday morning, and they did a post-mortem, and it showed that it died of stress. The other female giraffe was found dead on a Monday morning. A test is planned, but zoo officials believe that she probably died for the same reason. The head of the zoo's breeding section said management is checking with other zoos in Europe to see if they can find a companion for Tofik. He is the widowed male giraffe. Like his two dead companions, Tofik is from an endangered Rothschild giraffe subspecies. Pretty tough task because there are not many Rothschild giraffes in zoos. Investigators are also trying to find out why the zoo's security guards didn't call police until hours after the hooligans left the facility, which is not equipped with closed-circuit television cameras. Well, members of the nonprofit farm animal rights movement are sponsoring an unusual national campaign. In it, the Maryland-based group is offering people a dollar to watch a short video that shows gruesome scenes of slaughter and abuse of chickens, pigs, and cows at unidentified farming operations. The images that they'll watch on video are so graphic that organizers are hoping that people will turn away and then they'll stop eating meat as a result. The organizers are boosting that this is the largest and most audacious effort yet designed to discourage people from consuming animal projects, products. Believe it or not, though, offering people little reward, just a dollar, it's a great incentive to get them to watch this. Once you see it, it stays with you, and it's very powerful for four minutes. It's uh, on a bus. They've got 32 screens, and Farm is bringing the video to college campuses, festival fairs, and other public places around the country this summer. Watch for it in a bus near you. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. It is Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets... Now that they're family and hogging our bed, we'll sleep any weird way we can so that they're comfortable. Strange, huh? Saturday in the park, that's what I'm going to do after the show. Head out to the park. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. If you're ready to solve those litter box problems, switch on over to World's Best Cat Litter. It is the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and eliminate pet odors. It's guaranteed or your money back. And in fact, would you like a free bag right now? There's a bunch of ways you can do this. Head on over to the website at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animalradio, and you can get a form for a free bag. Or you can be one of the first nine callers right now at one 405 8405 I have nine 17-pound bags of World's Best Cat Litter that I must get rid of so that we can get out of the studio. They actually put them right in front of the door, and uh, they won't <laughs> let us get out unless we uh, get rid Give of these them away. bags. Yep. There's the multi-scented formula, or some multiple cat and the scented and unscented formula. Just tell Judy what you want, and she'll get those for you. And let's go ahead and take a call for Dr. Debbie. We have Art on the phone. Hey, Art, how you doing? All right, about you? I'm doing fine. Where are you calling from? Well... I'm uh, westbound on 64 at the St. Louis. I gotta, I gotta figure you're an OTR, huh? Yep. <laughs> There's a bunch of us out here. <laughs> well, well, wonderful. What, what kind of critters do you have, and and what do you need help on here? All right. Uh, well, I got uh, two female cats. Then I found a little, little black cat. Oh. A little later on, he was a wild one in my barn. They always come out and watch the other ones. And finally, coaxed him into 
eating and all that good stuff. But he still had a wild in him. But uh, about a couple weeks ago, he was, you know, he was real scared, and uh, strangers especially. And uh, we had uh, people in the house, and he come out from underneath the couch and went towards the glass door. And I heard that he jumped about four feet there just trying to get away. Oh, my. Yeah. I mean, that's how skittish she is with strangers. But anyway, I didn't see all of it. But my wife let him out the back, and he's gone. And uh, I don't know where the heck he went. But, it was, you know, like I said, it's, it's uh, springtime. Cats are in heat. I just didn't know if he'd uh, take off and do his thing for a few weeks and maybe come back. I just didn't know. Okay. So is this guy, um, had he been neutered, or is he intact? Yeah, he's been neutered, uh-huh. Okay. How, how long ago? Oh, man. How long ago did I have him neutered? Oh, uh, at least three months ago. In, in generally, at least uh, when we're talking hormone-wise for the the males, generally those will start to dissipate by about a month to two months down the road. So if it was truly a hormonally driven process that got this guy to, to skedaddle, then, um, you know, I don't know that I can make a case for that. However, a lot of what you're describing sounds like a kitty who is just truly a little bit more feral at heart and not really the kind of kitty that wants to be domesticated and live indoors. And some cats will thrive in that situation coming from that background, but barn cats and, and feral cats in particular, they they just get kind of comfortable with their lifestyle in the way that is. And if we try to kind of cage them in, they just resist that. And we'll take the opportunity to go flying out the window door or what have you. So, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know that this guy um, necessarily wants to live in that kind of situation. You know, maybe he is out carousing and, and just having a good time. Uh, but, you know, you could definitely, if you see him come back around, you definitely want to try to uh, reward him, give him ample yummy food so that you can help to try to keep him around the home environment and make sure he's well taken care of. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. He got used to us for a long time, you know. I mean, he, I mean, he would, he go in, he go out, you know. We just went a minute and out because cats like to be outside. So I don't like to keep them inside unless they want to. But uh-huh. uh, I mean, he was comfortable around us. It's just when strangers would come around, he'd skedaddle and hide. <laughs> he yeah. wouldn't do that for me when I come home at night. I could see him run across the porch. He knew it was me, but he'd still hide somewhere. He's just yeah. the way he is. But yeah, this is just kind of weird. He never came yeah. back. And, and you know, some kitties will just be a bit flighty, and I, and I hate to call them that way, but um, you know, they can be overstimulated by noise, activity, new things. So, with all of that going on, um, I don't want to say he found a happier water somewhere else, but uh, you know, I would like to hope that he's in, uh, doing okay, and uh, you know, keep an eye out yeah. for him and just spoil him with love if you do see him, and, and hopefully that'll keep him close. Oh, he had plenty of that. Okay, well, I sure appreciate it. I just thought maybe somebody might have an idea. Do you want to talk to our animal communicator? Oh, you know, I, I don't know how she does that, but I... That ain't your bag. Well, you know, it's cool, but I don't know. How would how do you communicate with Ben? You don't even see him. That's what I don't understand. I know. It freaks me out, too. Joy, how do you communicate with him? Well, everyone has an energy signature, and even if they're crossed over, they still have their energy signature, just like their own personal little internet telephone number in the ethers and when you know how to tune into that it's like tuning into a radio station you just dial it in and there they are okay let's try it then i'll I'll give it a shot it's free okay yeah Yeah. it's free and tell me what your kitty's name is oh it's pd 
Petey with a P. Don't mean a P. That's stupid. Okay. Um, Petey, Petey is a very interesting little kitty. Um, there's nothing wrong with him is what he's telling me, and he's really not so crazy when you let other people in the house. So uh-huh. he's just off for a while. He says he does have an inclination to be somewhere around the house there, but um, he likes you guys a lot, actually. It's just the other people he doesn't like, and he's just not made up his mind right now if it's worth it to come back and be afraid. There was something about that person that just really freaked him out more than normal. Uh-huh. So I would, and I don't know if you can get behind this or not, but you can talk to him in your mind and you can tell him things like, he would really like to know, for instance, if you're going to have somebody come over, tell him someone's coming so that he can get prepared in his mind that somebody uh-huh. is coming. And he says he doesn't think he's going to like it anymore, but at least then he'll be prepared this for some reason was a big shock to him so when he comes back and he he does again have the inclination to do that you'll want to keep explaining things whenever anybody's coming to him because otherwise he's just not happy about having big surprises sprung on him okay well i hope he comes back i'll tell him that Uh, but yeah he just he just a skittish cat for some reason i don't i guess it's inbred in yeah cats are that way i noticed that yeah, and he, by the way, doesn't have any inclination to want to change that. He thinks that his life depends on his what he calls his discretion of who can oh, get yeah. close to him and who can't. He's good by himself. He goes out and catches insects and birds if he can get them. Yeah, he doesn't he's have a, an issue at all about supplying his own food. Oh, yeah, he's dang good at that. All right. Well, thanks, Art. Well, well thanks a lot. Everybody, you drive and, carefully there. All right, and I'll see you again. I'll listen to you every Saturday. We listen you know, to bye. you too. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Don't you wish we had like two way with all listeners? We could we could just it could be a conversation. Best we can do right now is one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Litter Robot, which automatically cleans the cat litter for you. It reduces odor. Customers report it cuts their litter usage by half. Whoa. Save some money there. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter and never scoop dirty litter again. We know you love it so much. They offer a 90-day guarantee. It's available at LitterRobot.com. That's Litter-Robot.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantage 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
There's no doubt that it's a great time to be alive. Our grandparents could only imagine smartphones, GPS tracking, robotic vacuums, and the litter robot. Yes, I said the litter robot. Technology that automatically cleans the litter box for you. No more nasty litter boxes to stink up the house and always a clean, safe place for your kitties to do their business. It's so efficient and earth-friendly that you'll use half the litter, saving both time and money. And the litter robot doesn't need any special waste receptacles, chemicals, or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter. This is how it works. Seven minutes after your cat uses the litter robot, the patented litter sifting system automatically empties the waste directly into a bag-lined waste drawer, leaving a clean bed of litter for the next use. We know you'll love it so much, we offer a 90-day guarantee. You're on the cutting edge of technology, so why are you still cleaning the litter box the old-fashioned way? Step up to the self-cleaning litter robot. Available online at litterrobot.com. That's litter-robot.com. Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. Vinny Penn back at you on Animal Radio. Party animal segment coming your way. This one passed on uh, to me from humble Hal Abrams. Uh, your man with the plan at Animal Radio. Uh, he seems to have a problem with guys who go on and on when it comes to neutering their dogs. And I'll tell you, it's really no different. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's really no different than those guys who have a little boy. They have a son, and and they're talking about uh, circumcision or just anything in general. Men just are, are very very territorial when it comes to their offspring or their pets, privates. They feel it, it gives them pause, and uh, uh, that's P-A-U-S-E rather than P-A-W-S, which you probably hear a lot here on Animal Radio, to do to become stand-up comedians. My dog, he's not the same anymore. His bark's going to go from roof to roof. And they, they think all of a sudden they're, they're destined for Carolines down in New York City. Uh, or that the dog is not going to be the same. Yeah, within the first couple of days, he's not going to be the same. And yeah, he may have a look in his eyes like, dude, thanks a lot. Uh, but basically, uh, everything your vet says about the neutering situation is true. One, we do need a bit of population control when it comes to uh, pets. There is an overabundance of dogs and cats. The outcome is not something any pet lover, any animal lover wants to see. So it is a wise thing to do. And it does. Uh, there's nothing worse than that overheated animal who is calling your Barca lounger his girlfriend. So all of these things. Uh, all of the benefits of neutering are intact, but the guy who says, you've got to bring him to his wife. You must drop him off. I can't do it. Why? Is there a horse race that day? Uh, is there a Sopranos marathon on A&E? Give the real answer. Don't say it has anything to do with your heart is breaking. How can a man do this to his dog? And all of these routines guarantee it's like your father coming over to your house after you've had a vasectomy and he's like, what did you do? You're just laying there looking at it the same way your dog's going to be looking at you like, could you just kind of get out of here? I'm stitched up a little bit tender and your little comedy routine here is really kind of annoying me. Uh, you're really a pain in the ass right now, and uh, that's not an area I need a pain in because I've got one kind of not far from there. 
I know I had one of my dogs uh, neutered at one point. And it was the best thing we did because uh, he was really uncomfortable. He was unsightly, to say the least. And I did. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be as candid as I can be when it comes to these party animal segments. I did the little routine when I dropped him off. Uh, he, he was scheduled for a few hours later. And I said, let my man have some fun in the other room with some of the girl dogs before you go in there. And, of course, they're like, you want him to knock up three or four of our female pets right now before he has the incision that's really not protocol. And you're just standing there thinking, I was just doing some stand-up. I don't know why. There's a gravitational pull of some sort for me to do a bad routine out here in the lobby. But nonetheless, there is something like that that goes on. Spaying, neutering, we all know how important it is. But even more important, ixnay the stand-up comedy, boys. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Veteran One Step Wound and Infection Spray for Hot Spots. Thank you. Cuts, scratches, and even rashes. You can reduce your pet's recovery time up to 60% with Veteracin. You slapped me hard there. That hurt. Sorry. Well, you for, needed it. For more information, go to Veteracin.com. That's V-E-T-E-R-I-C-Y-N.com. And let's take another call for Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. We have Victoria on the phones. Hi, Victoria. Hi. Hi, Victoria. You have a very Hi. beautiful name. It is a Russian name, by the way. Victoria. It is. Yeah, it means the person who is winning one battle after another. So this is the winner. That's Victoria means. And, well, can you uh, help me win the battle with my pugs then? <laughs> of course I can. I, and I will okay. call you in I will give you Russian, uh, Russian uh, um, name for Victoria. will be a short name. will be Vika. Vika. Okay. Vika. So tell me, Vika, what is your problem? Is? Well, my problem is I, I have um, two black pugs. Uh, one is seven and a half. The other will be six in February. And they've coexisted together wonderfully until the, you know, the last about six weeks. And it'll happen when they'll be, um, you know, sitting on a chair with us, and they'll just look at each other and start going after each other, and in a very violent way. And I could, okay. I, I mean, I had to break them up by holding their collars, and they just okay, won't Vika, calm Vika, down. Vika, 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 Vika. Like a yoga. Take a deep breath. You are talking to the, I may be, uh, sounds funny and have a kind of a very interesting accent, almost like a New Jersey accent, New Jersey accent. You know, I don't understand the people from New Jersey. You know, they have a worse <laughs> accent than me. And after they say Vladi has a bad accent. Joey's going to kick should... your butt. I know that. I'm sorry, Joey. I'm sorry. Anyway. First of all, you're talking to the ultimate guy when it comes to aggression. I have to tell you, this is my specialization. And what you're telling me right now, I see it every day. Now, 
The good news is, and there is no bad news, uh, unless I will discover it. The, the good news is you have a pox. Uh, hell, I just would like to let you know, because yes. you're always picking on me, uh-huh. uh, pogs are my favorites. If you, you always tell me you don't like this, you don't like this. <laughs> you maybe don't like crazy laps, uh, you know, not because they're Democrats. This just because is the first time you told me pogs are your favorite. This is the first time uh, yeah. I've ever heard you say uh, that. No, you're, not, you're not hearing well, I guess, uh, sometimes. Uh, have selective hearing. So, uh, like my dog Mika. So, pogs are wonderful. Poggle are the poggles are the bad because they are too hyper for me. Pog, yeah, pogs, poggles are, are hyper. Oh, I don't want that. I mean, I'm just. I love pogs. So, uh, f- f- aggression between the pogs, it's a very easy to fix because they are sweethearts by nature. They're not, they're, they don't have that type of the. Pitbull, uh, you know, um, red zone, which they get in, get in after you could, could, cannot take them apart. Plus, right. the teeth, location of their teeth is, uh, so if, even if the fights happen, it is very hard for them to do the real damage to each other or to another dog. To the humans, yes, but not to each other, because their grip is not as good as, for instance, my Mika's German Shepherd. So, uh, yeah, uh, so that's why you have to be careful, hell. Uh, so, so this is the first thing. Number two, I need to very quick. I don't need all that explanation. Tell me, I just miss 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 her. Both of them males, yes? No, male and a female. Male, and female. oh, beautiful! It's just a beautiful. It means it means this is the second best chance for you to fix this problem. And of course, you can always, you know, uh, okay, but we're gonna touch this one. But okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> where's my where's my more vodka? Give me more help. Uh, okay. Uh, good. Uh, what were we talking about here? Oh, we talk about two parts of fighting. <laughs> so, 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 so the number one, yes, uh, they're they're the good breed. Number two, they're a right sex. It's I mean not about diversity here or taking any courses or whatever it is. It's just it's just it's bullshit. But but the thing is, it is they are wonderful uh, to match. Number three. Quick question. Did when they fought with each other, if uh, any uh, casualties, did you go to the vet or any no. blood was no. no, they say no. it's beautiful. Just beautiful. Well, Everything we pulled apart. Uh, I know, but if they could, if they wanted, they have a tremendous control over their teeth. They would put the host in each other, uh, you know, ten times before you uh, took them apart. That's it. So okay. that's all information. Now, how to fix it? Simply, number one, you told me that they are sitting on the chair. So, number one, you have to look at the privileges because all aggression comes when the dogs and or humans belong to the top position in the rank. The more positions they have, social position, the more they think the privileges they have, and the more they will compete over those privileges. Remember, my friend, dogs fight about three things, or about human attention, or food, or toys. If you right. will avoid any of them, there is a hard for them to fight. How? Of course, and the privileges is very important. So privilege number one, no bad privileges. Kick them out of the bed. No jumping on the furniture. No, not, not, don't sleep with them. If, if the Judy was, was working for me, Judy was my secretary, and and I would invite her to the bar after the work. And after that bar, I would invite her somewhere else and would have a good time with her. Trust me, in the morning, she, if I tell her, please do this and that, she would look at me and say, really? Yeah. So, <laughs> Are you crazy? So you don't, well, yeah. the problem is they've been sleeping in, a, in the bed with us ever since they were 
Um, it's over. It's you are not driving under normal circumstance. They're gonna slip in the crate right now. Now listen, I am not here in the mood for propaganda. Okay, you do, you have a two choices: or follow my advice and love it, mm -hmm. or keep okay. continue continue keep complaining. Three things: number one, sleeping like a humans. You want to get them along with each other. Three things that must be done: sleeping together, working together, eating together. You hear me well? Sleeping mm -hmm. together. Eating together, working together. How to make it? Put two little crates. No, the plastic one, metal one. Uh, you can. I, I don't want to even put in your bedroom. I want to put it somewhere in the kitchen, in, in the area, in the living room, somewhere you're spending more time. And they're gonna sleep there. You have to start it with uh, you being uh, in the room, and after that, gradually, gradually move it to the process so you they can sleep through the night. And they But should both sleep in the same crate. Nope, nope. That you should sleep uh, in the different little crates, but uh, it's going to be side by side. Number two, eating together. So it means if they don't f fight over the food, I would feed them like uh, giving the two bowls and just let them eat it. But if they fight, I will feed one dog in the crate and I will. No, they don't fight the over food. Now this is most important. Carl, collar and leash. One dog is in the crate. Second dog is let's go, sit, stay, calm down around the house, in, especially in this environment where they fight. Thank you for calling. Animal Radio. Have a great week. We'll see ya. Bye bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.